This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, all of our great ESPN stations across the country. ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented Alan by... Allen with a pick, go on, get yourself another. Allen with a pick, go on, get yourself another. <laughs> Allen with a pick, go on, get yourself another. <laughs> Progressive insurance. <laughs> Did we just See, come up with another uh, song? That was, that was what the Broncos defense was doing. Pretty good. Allen with a pick, go on, get yourself another. <laughs> and, the, and the sirens come right in on exactly. the side. <laughs> Wait a second. We need to now update. So we have Purdy, Brock, and All Night Long. There you go. Didn't we almost have it all? With... Or the Cowboys. Cowboys. Didn't we almost have it all? Didn't we almost have it all? That one. Yeah. And now we have a new Josh yeah. Allen song? Yeah. I don't know what this song actually is, Eve. though. Allen, throw a pick. Go on, get yourself another. Tam- <laughs> Allen, throw a pick. What is go this, on, tambourine, get another. Javante? Yeah, I mean, listen, since 2018, he's got yes, 10 is. games with three or more turnovers. 10 games? I mean, that's Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold territory. You can kind of set your watch to yeah, it, right? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that train ain't never late, Small. It ain't never late. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. It started really early in his career. Remember the game he had against the Houston Texans in the playoffs where he threw the ball backwards? Yeah. yeah. Like, at that point, I made up my mind about this guy. Now, I, I've gone through the roller coaster. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, whatever. Josh Allen last night in the Buffalo Bills do what they do, which is turn the ball over and lose games. And last night, they lost to the Denver Broncos 24-22. Six straight games in an interception for Josh Allen. He had two of them last night. Also had a fumble on an attempted handoff. 15-26, 177, two picks. He leads the NFL in interceptions with 11. The best drive of the night down 21-15. Six-play, 75-yard drive. They didn't pass the ball. They scored a touchdown there. Cook fumbled uh, on his uh, second time during the course of the game. But somehow basketball bounced it, dribbled it back up to himself. And a lot of this is falling rightfully so, on the coaching staff because of many things that they did last night and many things they've done to basically continue to allow this. Many coaches and general managers will tell you that either you coach it or you allow it. And Mm -hmm. right now, Josh Allen turns the ball over, as he's done for his whole career, all the time. And I don't know how else to say it other than Sean McDermott continues to allow it. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're at right now. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. We saw what? 23 turnovers in 19 games last year, and turnovers ended up being their undoing once we got to the postseason. He's gone six straight games throwing an interception. At some point, your quarterback giving the football away is going to cost you opportunities to win games, especially against inferior competition, and that's exactly what we saw last night. And for the life of me, Smalls, I can't understand why there wasn't more emphasis on protecting the football. The Denver Broncos going into last night had forced 11 turnovers in their last five games. If anything else, you know you got to protect the football because that defense is hunting the football. They are hunting takeaways. That's how they've been able to turn their season around. If you're the Buffalo Bills, this is something that you struggle with all year long. Protect the football. If you do, there's no chance that the Denver Broncos have of winning that game. And that's the sad state of affairs of where we're at with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen specifically. And if you're the Bills, you must feel a real sense of urgency because you do have a guy that has all the talent needed to be that Tier 1 elite quarterback and get you to the Super Bowl and win you a Super Bowl. I think we all agree that Josh Allen has the talent required to get you there, but you have to find a way to harness it and have him play a little bit more disciplined football. And if Sean McDermott isn't that guy, 
if if you're the Buffalo Bills, aren't you feeling a real sense of urgency that you need to figure out who is so that you can maximize this guy's potential while you have him? I mean, drafting a quarterback with enough talent to get you there is half the battle. Now, turning him into that guy consistently is what they need to be focusing on. Smalls, this has nothing to do with you specifically, but your take just triggered me on something here with this guy. Because oh, all, all we do, all we do with Josh Allen is talk about his talent. How talented he is, how far he could throw the b- football, how hard he can run, how he has those angry runs. Shout out to Kyle Brandt uh, on that one. But the reality is, who cares about talent? Because talent just masks the, the conversation of actual accomplishment. The team accomplishment for the Buffalo Bills, outside of one year almost, when they almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs, is not there. We talk about how far he could throw the ball, how hard he could throw the ball, the velocity, how he could avoid the rush. I don't care anymore. I don't care if you have 150 yards passing, a touchdown, and no interceptions. As long as you don't give the other team the ball and your team wins, that's all I care about. You're beyond the point of of doing this where we talk about your talent. Al Davis said it. Just win, baby. That's it. Just give your team the ball. That's all we're asking him to do. I'm sick of the talent conversation. But he gives the the ball to the other team. All the time. All the time. And Jeff Saturday just came in here and reiterated what I said earlier on in the show. You only get the ball 10 times in a football game. And right now, the Buffalo Bills, with 18 turnovers through 10 games, they're essentially averaging two turnovers a game. So you're basically saying to your offense, hey, instead of getting the ball 10 times in the game, you're only going to get the ball eight times in the game. And that's what you got to go win with. You're going to get the ball eight times, and the other team is going to get the ball 12 times. Think about how small that makes your margin for error. Think about how much pressure that puts on the other phases of your football team. That is the problem that Josh Allen and his offense put this Bills team into. That kind of bind. And, and, and I guess you have to point to the head coach because you're coaching it or you're letting it happen. But the quarterback is not absolved of blame. The quarterback has to be at the heart of it. And that's why, to me, Josh Allen is no longer an elite quarterback. He's not in the same stratosphere as Pat Mahomes, as Joe Burrow, as Jalen Hurts. He's not that dude. Josh Allen is not a tier one quarterback. Josh Allen is not a top five quarterback. You can't be when you turn it over as much as he has. Ten games since 2018 of three or more turnovers. And I get it, the graphic is saying nine, but I'm counting the postseason game against the Miami Dolphins this past year where he had two interceptions and he had a lost fumble. That can't happen. You can't win at the highest levels of the sport if your quarterback keeps doing that. But the maddening part about Josh Allen is, Smalls, we've already seen him make a conference championship game, and he's won playoff games in each of the last three postseasons. It's hard to ignore the potential that Josh Allen brings to the party. It's just hard to have that potential translate into winning championships when he turns the ball over so much. I don't care anymore, honestly. Like you're, Everything you're saying is fair. Everything you're saying happened in the past, I, no doubt. I don't care anymore. And we talk about, you know, we, we've, we were on filling in for Grady 10 a at a noon Eastern time a couple of weeks ago when you brought up the conversation we had with Hembo. And Hembo was saying, well, statistically, his turnovers don't lead to points. Well, I don't care because you know what his turnovers do? They prevent your own points. So let's also acknowledge that. End of the first half yes. last night. right? Yes. Okay, they only led to three points. But theoretically, if you have this talented quarterback who's so great, they should lead to your own point. And I don't know that there's a stat that can back that up other than just watching a game and realizing, hey, guess what? If you got more yards and you threw the ball in the end zone, your team could score. The other thing I want I want to do, 
and I don't know that we're going to stop doing this, is this. You just said, and you're right, CeCe, we have to stop comparing him to Mahomes and to, and to uh, Burrow. Absolutely correct. But we're, Which is hard to do because he's on the cover of Madden. Right, but also... <laughs> Statistically, he's there in a lot of categories. Yeah. There but, has been. He's but top five in QBR we don't still. Say, we don't say still. that about Dak. We don't say we have to stop comparing Dak to these guys because we don't. We all know Dak is not on their level. Josh Allen is to Dak as Dak is to Josh Allen. That's the comp. So let's stop saying we're going to make this bold statement. I'm not saying UCC. I'm saying everybody in general. Let's stop making this bold statement of he's no longer comparable to these guys. Of course he's not. We don't say it about Dak. We're not going to say you're no longer comparable. It's obvious. He's a turnover machine who's a 10 to 15, 10 to 16 quarterback in the league. Not top 10 anymore. Enough with the talent. Enough with the bold statements of comparing him to Mahomes. That He's out of that conversation. He's been long out of that conversation. He's got 26 total touchdowns, though. 26. It's it's a fatal flaw. And it is exacerbated right now. I mean, there is no excuse for what we're seeing with the turnovers with Josh Allen. But I would still take him over a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm still going to put him in the top 10 category. I know you're ready to put Brock Brock Purdy there. I'm not ready to go there with Josh Allen. I'm as frustrated as everybody. But I think from, and you're not going to like this, but from a talent perspective, I think that he's much better than a lot of the guys that you want to put over him. I think he just needs the right guy to rein him in. And that's the biggest question now, Smalls, with their season falling apart the way that it has. I mean, they're lost four of the last six, and there's no reason to think they're going to get back on track with the fourth toughest remaining strength of schedule my question is this is it clear and obvious that they have to make a change at the head coaching spot at this point is is it clear and obvious yes. are, we, are we there to have we gotten to that point even though they gave Sean McDermott an extension this past offseason have we now gotten to the point where we're saying this head coach can't fix the quarterback regardless of all the other good things that Sean McDermott has won done I mean they've had a stranglehold on the AFC East the last you know half decade it hasn't seemed to matter in terms of being able to get the best version of Josh Allen year in and year out. So are we now at the point where you where you have to consider a coaching change in Buffalo? Even though he's had a lot of success, gosh, if you have to choose, you, you're not moving on from the You're not moving on because you, you said the talent is so intoxicating. You're not moving on from Josh Allen. No. He's a quarter of a billion dollar quarterback. You, you've but, invested that in him. But Sean McDermott's phone is going to be ringing off the hook, by the way. Okay. If, if so you, th- so you think? Him. So you think if he Am gets if he gets fired, he's going to be hired in yes. the same cycle? Yes, that's 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 you easing the pain. The, the Chargers would rather have him. Yes. the Bears would rather have. Yes. him. I mean, we could go around the league. Hundred percent. You're a, a, so hold 100% on, hold right. on. So basically, what you just said is Josh Allen is good enough to get a coach fired. That is a scary proposition. There are there are certain players that you look at and say, you know what? He's just good enough to get a coach fired. Because everybody can see the talent, but because the talent doesn't equal team success, everybody wants to point to the head coach being the problem. But at, at the end, this is going to get worse, I think, before it gets better. Sure. We, we knew that Steph Diggs and Josh Allen, there had been some tension percolating. Then you have his fam- you have Trevon Diggs' his family last night tweeting, man, 14, got to get up out of there with Boy, a crying emoji. Ooh, that don't help. That so, does not help. That does not help at all. Don't you see this spiraling further before it gets better? And then some tough decisions are going to have to be made. Well, if it, if it spirals further, it's not a tough decision. Well, well here's the thing. It, it, if you lose this coming week in week 11 to the New York Jets at home, if you, if you lose that game, I mean, at, at that point, it's on the board that you might only win one more game the rest of the way. 
and that would be the New England Patriots. Because who else is, is on uh, the I mean, their, remain, their, remain, their remaining schedule, I mean, the week of Thanksgiving, they got the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. By weekend, week loss. 13. At, the, at Kansas City in week 14. Ooh, that's a loss. Home against Dallas in week 15. Ooh. On the road against the Chargers, week 16. Home against the Patriots, week 17. And then on the road against the Dolphins, week 18. If, if you lose to the New York Jets, it, it, it's on the board that you might go 1-6 in the remaining seven games. Who they've lost to already, by the way. They've yeah, lost, they to lost to the Jets. Yeah. And they lost to the right. Pats. They lost to the, which is unthinkable oh, yeah. that they <laughs> lost to the Pats. I, I just, but there I, are coaches. That's, that's where we're at with Buffalo right now. That's See, tough. there are a lot of times they say, oh, they need a new voice. I actually think that's literally the case here. Because there are coaches who get fired. Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley, if he gets fired, that will not be a head coach anytime soon or ever in the case of McDaniels in the NFL. Sean McDermott will be hired immediately. I don't think there's any question about that. But they need a new voice. I will continue to say I believe that Josh Allen has a peer as a head coach and that the and they work together, which normally is great. I don't. I think it, it, it's it. You've put yourself in a position where you need a, a full-fledged boss who's going to tell you what to do, like Sean Payton has become to Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson has actually embraced it. Took him a while, but he has embraced it. 888-SAY-ESPN. You guys can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. More responsible for what we've seen with the Buffalo Bills. The coach or the quarterback. Plus, what could make you stop rooting for your team? We'll get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. Dr. Pepper calling line. So there's an interesting um, conversation going on in our text thread on our show about the idea of what could make you stop rooting for a team. So there are reports... Not reports. I mean, the Athletic threw out there the idea of, well, who's the one guy that really gets the most out of Bryce Young? Bill O'Brien. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now with the New England Patriots, was with him at Alabama. There were thoughts out there, reports, I believe, by SNY in New York, that your squad, CC with the Giants, could maybe still continue the Daniel Jones experiment and not draft a quarter. What? Go ahead. I'm going to let you finish your sentence. And not draft a quarterback. No. Continue the Daniel Jones experience? Experiment. Experiment. Experience. I mean, it's the same thing. The experience. Whatever you want to say. It's, it's a roller coaster. That they keep Daniel the experience, Jones. The experience is not what I'm interested in continuing, especially if we have a top two draft pick. Yeah, we've been white knuckling. So, I mean, the Giants have a 40% chance of having a number one overall pick better than anybody in football, even better than the Carolina Panthers, who owe their pick to the Chicago Bears. Right. If you have a top two pick and you choose to stay with Daniel Jones – I'm sorry, Smalls. At that point, I'm done rooting for the New York Giants. 
You're done. I'm done rooting for the New York. I am no longer going to claim the New York Giants, even though my name is on one of the trophies at 1925 Giants Drive. There is no <laughs> way in hell that the New York Giants can pass on Caleb Williams and or Drake May to stay with Daniel Jones. No way. It, you're, it's clear and obvious to me that the outlier for Daniel Jones is what we saw last year. That was the only year where he stayed healthy. That was the only year where he didn't have double-digit turnovers. That, that, that is the outlier, and he's been in the league since 2019. Why on God's earth would you stay with a quarterback that costs you $40 million, and at his best, he's going to give you 15 touchdown passes in a full regular season? That makes no sense. So then to answer the question, there are things. We're talking about non-real-life stuff. Obviously, if something happens with your team, like that's real life against what you believe in. That's like desertion? No, that's real life. I'm, it's against what I believe in. <laughs> real life, real life it's, it's, it's against what I believe in. It, it is. Yeah, because you're not insane. Stuff, yeah. Insanity is doing the same yeah. thing over and over again. Yeah, and expecting the term a different antithetical result? to what I believe? Yeah, it's real but life. Con- I'm against it. The concept of the Panthers fans giving up on the Panthers if they bring in Bill O'Brien to work with Bryce Young, that's ridiculous. Bill O'Brien has actually been a successful NFL head coach and a successful assistant coach, just not this year, right? Yeah. Well, like, in the hallways yesterday, I was talking to Teddy Bruschi, humble bride there, um, <laughs> and it? Teddy Bruschi said to me, he was joking around, he's like, watch the Pats take the uh, tight end from Georgia. The top five pick. And I'm like, you know what? I'd actually be into that. Brock wow. Bowers. But wow. like, that's you the thing. Be. I when you would need be. a quarterback, though. You would be. <laughs> oh, I'd love the idea of an extra tight end. That would be awesome. And but, any other year, maybe. Yeah. No, not, not, this, not year. this year. But I think it's got to be something drastic to actually give up on your team. And I'm not the right person. I'm a front runner. I get it. But yeah. the concept of giving up on your team, yours is a better reason, I think, than the Panthers one that's out there. Panthers one, you actually would bring in a coach that's good with your quarterback. Yours is like we're going to continue with the guy that is but, not as successful. But why keep paying a guy top-of-the-market money for less than top-of-the-market production at the position? It just doesn't make sense. No, I agree with you on that. But well, it, What sense does that make? But it is interesting that a guy who won a Super Bowl for a team would give up on them because of that. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> you true. did win a Super Bowl. Now, to be fair. The Ravens would be attractive. If I were you, I'd be like, that's where I would go. That's where I I would go. I mean, I claim the the Ravens anyway, but it's just like it would further push me that direction. Like I live in New York, so it feels like it's counter. Yeah, you're lucky because you have different It's counter to being a New Yorker to root for the Dallas Cowboys, even though that's the team that drafted me and I still got some love for them. But I'm I'm all in with Big Blue. Like I, I bleed blue. Like I won a championship. I got blood in the ground at MetLife Stadium. If they were to choose to stay with Daniel Jones, overtaking Caleb Williams or, or Drake May, which by all accounts from scouts and people in the industry, they're saying that these dudes are can't-miss prospects in, in, in the mold of a Trevor Lawrence type of dude in terms of the level of talent. If you're going to pass on that for Daniel Jones, the guy up until this point who's claimed to fame was winning one playoff game in five years and looking good in a blue blazer. I'm sorry, Smalls. I, I can't I can't stay with you. Cause cause at that point, you you've reached the height of incompetence as a franchise. I don't give a damn how many other position prospects are out there. Oh, we're gonna trade down and stockpile picks. Oh, we're gonna trade down and get DJ Marvin Harrison Jr. and that's gonna change everything. No, it's not. No, it's not. This, this team is two and eight. You know what that tells me? You're more than just one or two players away, but I will say this. If that one player that you get ends up being a transformational quarterback that you got a decades-long runway with, then go with that dude over the quarterback that you're paying $40 million a year to. We're at his best. He's giving you 15 touchdown passes in a year. 
Yeah, my threshold is, am I an emotional masochist? Like, do I hate myself enough to continue down this road? Like, with with the Rams leaving, you don't want to be in St. Louis. You trash my city. I don't hate myself enough to follow you down that road. If you're a Giants fan and they continue to stick with Daniel Jones and it's not working, do you really want to... As a fan, and I know a lot of it's geography, it's it's in your DNA if you yeah. grow up and love uh. a team. But do you want to put yourself through emotional turmoil? Do you want to put your time, your energy, your money, your faith in something that's not reciprocating it back you, to you? You know, you know what it does, Smalls? It just lets me know you can't trust this franchise. It, it, that's like you can't trust this franchise. This, I, I, I don't know that there's a football evaluator out there that's going to look at it and say the upside of what Daniel Jones has in the way of talent is better than the upside of what Caleb Williams and where Drake may are. Now, you still got to develop that talent, whether it's Jones or whether it's one of those young quarterbacks you're drafting. You still got to you still got to develop it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there's anything that Daniel Jones has showed us that would preclude me from taking one of those two guys if I got an opportunity to draft them. And then the benefit of that is I get a quarterback that has the potential to outperform his contract. It's something that Evan talks about all the time. The most valuable commodity in the NFL is a quarterback on a rookie deal just because quarterbacks make so damn much. Yeah. But but that ain't the case with Daniel Jones. I'm paying him $40 million a year. He got $80 million guaranteed when he should have been franchise tagged. I, I'm tired of the Giants trying to convince themselves that Daniel Jones is the guy. But it feels like this is a heart overhead pick. This feels like this is on John Mara more so than Joe Shane and Brian Dayball. And if that ends up being the case, Ev, then why would you trust the judgment of anything that the New York football Giants do? This goes back to 2018 when the Giants had the second overall pick. And when all of these teams were racing to the top of the draft to get a quarterback— they draft a damn running back. And guess what? They ain't going to re-sign him after this year. How much sense does that make? For all of the problems that Josh Allen would have had, you know what? I'll take them problems if it means I can have a quarterback <laughs> that has the talent of Josh Allen. Hell, Daniel Jones up until last year had the same problem with turnovers. Why wouldn't I go with Josh Allen over Daniel Jones? The franchise would be on totally different footing. As bad as Josh Allen has been, you are talking about a franchise that's won their division three straight years. The, Gi- the Giants have been so far from that for so long. You know the last time they won the division, Ev? You know the last time they won? I was on the damn team. That's the last time they won. I was on the team. You kidding me? I think it's time to start bleeding purple. The Ravens are a hell of a franchise, hell of a quarterback, hell of a coach. Just saying. Maybe time to change your blood color to, from hey, blue to purple. Hey, at least you have a team. Well, you can have a team. Just pick I'm one. just, I'm just saying. I'm trying to spin a positive, hey, you know positive what? programming over Patriots, here. Patriots, we got things going right I'm now. Good. Hey, I'm, I mean, I'm good. Look, look at the future of this team. I'm good. <laughs> okay, we're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> we all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Kevin Clark is the host of This Is Football podcast for Omaha Productions. Of course, he has Slow News Day as well, and he joins us now. Uh, we will get into Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner and Gary Harris and Anthony <laughs> Black and Jonathan Isaac and Paolo at a different time, um, <laughs> Kevin, but a, a huge diehard Orlando Magic fan. Uh, let's start with this. Are we sure for the long term Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback? Yes, he is a franchise quarterback, but what we're starting to see is he's a normal good quarterback, which is the product of his surroundings. He cannot put an entire franchise on his back. We saw it. He tried last night, and he's just pressing too much. It's interesting to me because I've talked to uh, Brandon Bean, the GM there, a couple of times about things like this. And he thought that at the beginning of Josh Allen's career, the reason he was making so many mistakes is he was trying to do too much. And that's why they went out and got Stephon Diggs. That's why they were, went out and got uh, first-round skilled guys, second-round skilled guys. They wanted to surround him with talent so that he wasn't pressing all the time. Now he has that talent around him, and, and they went out and they got even more of those guys, and he's pressing again. And so it's a, I think it's probably a coaching issue. Um, I think it's probably uh, Josh trying to play a style that he shouldn't be. You know, again, going back to the bean conversations, he always tries to take maybe an extra hit, Josh does, which the franchise gets on, on him about. Um, I, I think Josh is not the problem here. And if you're ranking problems, Josh is pretty low down the list buying a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, Kevin, I mean, 37 turnovers in his last 29 games. That's what yeah. we're talking about with Josh Allen. And you, you you brought up the fact that it's a coaching issue. Now, I know the Bills recently extended Sean McDermott, but is it on the board if things continue to spiral in Buffalo that they could move on from their head coach? I, first of all, we don't know. You know the Pagula family's never been in the situation before, so we don't have a, a long track record of, okay, we know what they'll do, we know how they'll operate. They've only been owners for, for less than a decade here, so um, we don't know how they'll operate. What I'll say is, yes, it's absolutely on the board. Like If you have a team that's underachieving, um, they look at the head coach first. I think there's some roster issues, and that, that roster is old and expensive, and there's not a lot of depth, and that's a problem. But the coaching last night, I mean, listen, last night was one of the dumbest football games I've ever seen in my entire life. And if you lose a dumb football game, what does that make you as a team? Like, that's just the way I look at it. You, they should not have lost that game. They were given a last-second lifeline by the weird quick-change kick uh, that was missed, and then they had 12 guys on the field. That, to me, is sloppy. It's a coaching issue. Um, maybe it's an offensive coordinator issue kind of further down the line. Um, but they need to do a real audit and figure out the problem because this is not working. You should not be mediocre with Josh Allen and this roster. 
Kevin, even though it was dumb football, mistake-prone football by the Bills, the Denver Broncos did win the game. They're third in a row, including two Mm. wins over the Chiefs and the Bills. How are you evaluating the partnership between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson at this point in the season? Well, it's funny because they had to make a decision because the the way that Wilson's contract is structured is is kind of strange. We're basically – there was a thought there they'd have to bench him because a huge part of his contract later later on um, in the years is only guaranteed for injury. And if he got injured, he'd be owed tens of millions of dollars. Um, I do think at some point he'll get cut and they will they will eat a ton of that money. Um, but what I don't think is this is going to be a complete disaster that's going to get Russell Wilson out of the league, which I think that maybe people thought that maybe a month ago, um, or if this wasn't going to work at all with Sean Payton, I was – uh, I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on the Sean Payton thing. I do think he, he was obviously going to be a significant upgrade over, over Nathaniel Hackett. That continues to be the case. Um, but I'm encouraged. Like, this is this is growth from both guys. Um, I don't think this is going to be, like, a historic disaster, which, like, okay, was going to be on track for after the Miami game. Um, I think maybe – I don't think – they're ever going to win a playoff game together, but I think that they're going to show signs of life, which I think in Denver they will take right now. <laughs> we are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Kevin Clark, host of This Is Football podcast for Omaha Productions with ESPN, joins us. Can we maybe try to spin it possibly with Russ, or we're not there yet? Like, why can't we look at 18 touchdowns, four interceptions, and say this is the next arc of his career, and I mean this complimentary, where he becomes more yeah. of a game manager than let Russ cook? Yeah, I, listen, the let Russ Cook experiment failed. And so I, it, he's playing within structure. Sean Payton is getting where he needs to be. I was more uh, encouraged when, when the Sean Payton hire came down that he would fix the Broncos instead of fixing Russ. It seems like he's done both and talked Russ into playing a version, as you just said, of himself that he needs to be. Um, last year, Russell Wilson, I think, had the biggest uh, decline in passer rating for a guy switching teams in the history of the NFL. Uh, Matt Castle and Alex Smith were two and three in there. And, and I think that, you, that like, it was 20 points in passer rating from one year to the next. Um, the fact that Russell Wilson can play at a competent level is encouraging. Um, I'm not ready. He's he's not going to be on on the top flight of quarterbacks, and that's what again, and that's what that's what they need, frankly, for to, to compete in the AFC West, where you have Justin Herbert and the Chargers can't even compete for that division. Um, you have obviously Mahomes running away with it every single year. Um, they're not built to compete year in and year out. But yeah, I, I can I can be encouraged by the fact that Russell Wilson is playing really good ball, and that Sean Payton has got that team going in the right direction. Kevin, switching gears, right now if the playoffs started today, the Houston Texans would be in. If they are a real playoff contender, and I get that that's a big if, is C.J. Stroud an MVP candidate? Without a doubt. I mean, like I, I, when I saw those tweets the other day from a bunch of people saying he's in the MVP discussion, um, Jenner Lobsky, our buddy, basically said he should be the front runner. And I was, you know, at first you're like, oh, hey, let's pump the brakes here. They lost to the Panthers and the Falcons just a couple weeks ago. And then you look at the the MVP race and the betting odds and you say, oh, well, who's better right now? Because it's not Mahomes um, relative to his career. None of Mahomes' best 50 starts in his career have come this season. That's not an MVP for me. Lamar lost a very strange game on Sunday. Um, Tua, we'll we'll wait and see um, after a slight rough patch where that goes. But C.J. Stroud is doing 
mid mid career stuff right now. They are um, pushing the ball down the field in a way rookies do not anymore. He is completing these passes. He's showing creativity inside the pocket. Um, he is he's running this offense as well as anybody is running their offense in football right now. Um, I don't see if you can resurrect a franchise that 13 months ago was being run by a team chaplain and looks completely <laughs> lost. Um, I, I don't understand how that doesn't make you valuable. He has changed an entire franchise in 11 weeks. That is a football miracle, guys. It really is. Well, Kevin, another guy who's in that conversation, a non-quarterback, is Miles Garrett. And the Cleveland yeah. Browns always had a great defense. They had great weapons, but we felt like they were a quarterback away. You hadn't gotten that play from Deshaun Watson. We saw it in the second half this weekend versus the Ravens in a big win for the Browns. How dangerous do you think that this Browns team is? There's a ceiling on it because Deshaun Watson, even, even in the game, frankly, where a lot of Bills media was saying, or excuse me, Browns media was saying, hey, um, this is this is why you go out and get, get the quarterback. This is the the final piece of the puzzle. He in the first quarter he went one for ten, which was the worst completion percentage of his career. Um, and you see those lulls, and you understand that this is again never going to be a guy who's going to be on the top flight of quarterbacks. I think ever again. I think we've we've seen enough of a sample size for him in Cleveland. Um, so that defense can win you a playoff game. I don't think Deshaun Watson can win you one. Um, and and in, in the playoffs, the quarterback's going to have to steal you one. And so I think that that's – I think they're the type of team nobody wants to see in the first round. And also, by the way, even though it gets increasingly likely uh, – less likely every single week, I put the Jets in that category because their defense is so physical they can steal a playoff game. But that's it. The, the, the Browns will be one win and done at best because of the ceiling on the offense. Kevin, let's finish with this. You are a storyteller. What story is not being told enough in the NFL this season? Oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, frankly, it was DJ Stroud until until this this Sunday, um, and that that's just been a miracle. Um, hmm. I'd say, I'd say I I think the two us situation with Mike McDaniel, and I know we we over uh, we, we've talked about that ad nauseum and the offense and stuff like that, but I really do believe that the power of Mike McDaniel believing in Tua and changing the way a young quarterback operates is a thing that can really sort of uh, transfer to every single franchise in the NFL. We give up on quarterbacks so early now. I mean, look at Bryce Young. People are trying to say, I got a listener question on Sunday um, asking if, he, if, if Bryce Young was already Sam Bowie. And it's like, can we stop for one second and realize that these quarterbacks take a long time to develop? And every single young quarterback, whether that's Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, they all had struggles in the rookie year for long stretches at a time. And I think everybody in the NFL should look at Miami and look at what Mike McDaniel did with Tua and say, this situation can be fixed. And I think that's a lesson we can all learn, whether that's in life or in football, um, this situation can be fixed with a little belief and, and finding out what these guys do well. Kevin, great job. Thank you so much for the help and, and the best headshot in the business. I mean, this headshot on the TV it's side, it's unbelievable. Kevin, have you ever been a model? Because this photo they have of you, you are serving face, my friend. Full Zoolander. It's Zoolander. We have it up on ESPNU as Zoolander. I mean, it's unbelievable the way you look in this headshot. It's tremendous. Thanks, guys. All right, there's Kevin Clark. Very embarrassed by that. Uh, and of course, How's he get... supposed to respond to that? Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's great. how I would. Okay. I mean, right. I've worked okay. with Smalls for two months. You never said that about me. I'm just saying, or you, for that matter. Just Jeff Saturday and Kevin Clark. Those are the only handsome guys around here. Uh, this is Football Podcast for Omaha Productions. Get it wherever you find your podcast. I, I Coming up, uh, positive. What's the problem? I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> 
I just think it's a great headshot. That's yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, positive programming. But first, Canty has this from oh 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a click away. They offer convenient options for you to get the parts you need quickly. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. You can also have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Get your order fast with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Smalls makes us smile with stories from around sports and entertainment. What do you got, Smalls? Every Tuesday, it feels like we have something from the Manning cast guys because when Peyton and Eli get together, they're always joking around. They're giving us expert football analysis, but they have great guests that join them. Last week, we talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger and a donkey somehow making his debut on national television. And last night, we saw Patrick Mahomes join Peyton and Eli. You remember if you watched the Netflix quarterback series that we got to see a different side of Patrick Mahomes, his family life. We also got to hear him mic'd up on the field, and he's usually a very positive, friendly guy, but... Max Crosby of the Raiders just sometimes brings it out of him. And we had seen a clip where he was screaming some expletives at mm-hmm. Max P- Crosby on the field. Yep. But last night, Patrick Mahomes said, no, no, you misunderstood. That's not what I was saying. Here's him explaining. Hey, uh, Patrick, we talked to you. Uh, uh, we saw your old teammate, your backup quarterback, Chad Henney, said you have a few superstitions and that one of them has been wearing the same pair of red underwear on game day for years now and I love a good superstition but you know couldn't you just do something like eating the same pregame meal did it have to be the red underwear <laughs> well you know um well first my wife Brittany got them for me so I had to I'm not not throwing y'all down but I have to wear them you know but uh at the same time I threw them on that first season um we had a pretty good season that season I only wear them for game day though so I can't get they're not too worn down they're not like these like nasty I clean them. You wash them. Um, you wash them. I do. Oh, I wash them. I wash them every once in a while, at least. Is it a thong? Um, if, if is it a G string? What is it? <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're on a hot streak, I can't wash them. You know, like I got to just keep <laughs> keep it rolling. So uh, you know, it, as long as I'm winning football games, uh, I'll, I'll keep the superstition going. What a great job by Eli. Asking the specifics of the underwear. What's the cut? Is it a boxer brief? Is it boxers? Is it a thong? Eli going getting very specific. Also, Mahomes making it very clear he washes them sometimes. He also diffuse. I don't like that he diffused the whole thing because the moment he says, "Well, my wife got him for me," then they can't rag on him anymore because the yes, wife is can. not there to have the conversation. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. I, I, okay. you, you don't. You don't know an NFL locker room. Yes, they, they absolutely can. can. Well, it's on TV, but that's <laughs> the abso- difference. They absolutely can. Uh, but I love that we got that revealing moment from Patrick Mahomes about what he chooses to wear underneath his uniform. Do you have any superstitions like that? Clothing or anything that you would wear? 
No, not in particular. No superstitions. I was more particular about my pregame music. I had to have the playlist right on the iPod just to make sure I was in my right mode, but nothing superstitious in terms of what I was wearing. I mean, the only superstition that I had before an NFL game was making sure I got that tour doll shot before I went out there because there wasn't no way in hell that I that I could play. We used to call it playing playing sober. There's no way I could go out there and play sober. There's no chance. From day no one? Shot. From day one. Wow. wow. I, and listen, if you if you could survive a Bill Parcells training camp, you're going to need the tort all to make it through the regular season. So uh, it's odd. I had a similar tradition to Patrick Mahomes. His career turned out a little bit better. I wore the same shirt underneath my uniform every single time I played, and I never won. Uh, he's had it a little bit. I should have worn the red underwear. Bad job by me. Yeah. What you know, I say? it's good luck on New Year's Eve, uh, Italians say, if you wear red underwear for New Year's Eve, that it means you're going to have a good year. Just a superstition attack. Really? Okay. I mean, he did throw 50 touchdown passes his first year as a starting quarterback. There's something to it is all I'm saying. So the underwear might be the way to go. Red underwear, people. Exactly. You want a franchise quarterback. Matter of fact, Buffalo Bills, get Brittany Mahomes on the line. (laughs) Figure figure out what the underwear are and get Josh Allen a few pair of those draws. Red underwear for Josh Allen. (laughs) Let's just get Jackie to send red underwear to a whole bunch of teams. I'm sure the New York Giants could use some red underwear. You know what I'm saying? Just work that in. Skims. Isn't Skims trying to do a thing with underwear and athletes? Athletes, Kim's. Help NBA, Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Kim is with help, the NBA. Help, help and Josh, the NFL. Well, we need to help Josh Allen out, though. Yeah. We need something, anything to change what Josh Allen has been doing. I don't want to say that was the wrong clip because it was absolutely the right clip. I love that we worked that in. But we do have the clip of Patrick Mahomes explaining what he was saying to Max Crosby during the Netflix quarterback series. All day. I'm here all day. You walk with the wrong What? You walk with the wrong 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 There it is. Yeah, you woke up, woke, up, woke up the wrong, wrong gentleman. The wrong Ooh, mother bleeper. You said it five it. times. Now that it, was gentleman. It, was, it was gentleman. It was gentleman. The wrong, you woke up the wrong gentleman. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Did Peyton Absolutely. tell you to do this for ratings? Did he say you have to say this word? Like he scripted, he wrote that in in the game so you'd, you'd say it? You, you know, I just kind of just, I blacked out a little bit. Um, said a couple words I probably shouldn't have said. Uh, but... I just I, I need that clip to stop playing because we play Crosby in like a week, and I just don't want him to remember that before we play, go up against him. Okay, I have a question. He doesn't want to poke the bear. That yeah. is Max Crosby. When you played with Eli, mm. what you're get, gathering here, the last two clips we've shown from the Manning cast, Omaha Productions, ESPN2 during Monday Night Football, and I'm, I mean, the ESPN family networks, we have Buck and Aikman and Eli and Peyton. It's, it's great. Unbelievable. It's great. A plus and A plus. It's, great. Right? it's, it's hard so to good. choose where to go. Right. The you answer is both. Around. You multi-screen yeah. it. You bounce around. Eli's an instigator. Peyton in that clip tried to take it back to gentlemen to make it a little bit more PC. Eli now in back-to-back clips asked about if he's wearing a thong, and he actually wanted him to curse. Yeah. Was he an instigator when you played with him? No, you actually have it backwards. It's Peyton that's the instigator, and Eli is the more laid-back one in real life. It might be that on TV, but I'm right. just telling you, in real life, Peyton is the instigator. Oh, no, but I know Peyton Eli, is. Eli I can see that. Is, Eli is the laid-back one. Absolutely. I'm just, just put it out there. They're both great on TV, though. It, it, it works on television. It is amazing television. Amazing. Eli did try to commit two FCC violations in back-to-back yeah. clips. Yeah. If the person went, in this case Mahomes, where Eli wanted them to go, <laughs> there would have been two fines for ESPN. Do you know what I want? I want Manning Cast After Dark, where they can say whatever they want. Oh, absolutely. Unfiltered? Yeah. <laughs> Unfiltered. Yeah, I'm going to guess those two exactly. wouldn't actually do it, though. But I want the Unfiltered. stories. I want there to be no hindrances with the words that okay, are used. I want then. it all. Question for this theory, okay? This brilliant TV show that you're coming up with. Can you wear quarter zips for Manning Cast After Dark? They can do whatever they want. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. But quarter zips feels like that's Manning uh, PC. 
Just saying. What else, Moss? All right, well, let's uh, go to another thing that happened last night in Monday Night Football. We know that these guys, when they show up for games, especially primetime games, the fits have to be correct. Mm-hmm. We get the photos of the outfits as these guys are walking into the stadium. And uh, Bill's offensive lineman, Deion Dawkins, certainly had a look last night. Here is him arriving to the stadium. For those on the radio side, he is shirtless, completely shirtless, with some printed sweatpants. Guys, what do we think of the look? He must love summer because we talked about summer and winter earlier, about if you feel confident in your body, you must like summer. I don't know. What do we think? Is it is it an A plus? Did the, the quote a unquote plus. did the fit slay? <laughs> no, that's unprofessional. That's completely unprofessional. I'm for fun. I'm all for fun. But I don't get walking into the stadium with no shirt on. Like, that doesn't even make sense. You're showing up for work. That's how you're showing up for work, though? That's what we're doing? I mean, no, it's not I, like, we can't show up this, to work this, like that. It's <laughs> not, like, not like you going to the facility for practice for a regular work day. Like, this is game day. You're, you're showing up to the game, and you're seeing staffers and stadium personnel, and you're going to show up without a shirt? I mean, I, I guess, are you trying to prove that you're tough? By showing up with no shirt on when it's freezing cold in Buffalo, is that what you're trying to Maybe, do? Maybe. Yeah. Well, what did you think, think of the players? Hey, that would it do didn't that work out for Odell Beckham with the New York Giants in their playoff game in Lambeau. I don't get why you show up with no shirt. It just doesn't make any sense. What did you think when guys would do that? Like freezing cold temperatures, they'd go shirtless in warmups. You laugh. I just told you what I no, thought about it field. with the Odell on thing. The fi- yeah, on the field. I though? just told you yeah. what I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I, it's ridiculous. I, what do you I prove? think that is. So what are you ridiculous. trying to prove? Oh, I'm tougher than you are. We all in the I, NFL, we all in the NFL, dog. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, you're gonna get frostbite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got no problem with him walking in that way. I don't like it on the field though. It's like so. Like you're not that tough. I think Give it's worse walking into the stadium than it is on the field. It's worse. These are people that are that are that are there to do their jobs at the stadium. And you're showing a complete lack of professionalism by walking in with no shirt on. I get it. I'm the old man that's saying, get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm just saying, when it, when it goes to showing up and not having a shirt on in NFL stadiums, it doesn't necessarily work out for the shirtless. Just going to put it out there. He did his job more than Josh Allen did. It doesn't work out for the shirt. He did his job more than Josh Allen did last night, I'll tell you that much. How None of them far, did their job. They lost to the Broncos. How far has Josh Allen fallen? We will get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.